Welcome to Box Press Radio. I'm Dan. I'm Zach. And it's been a little while since we've done a show. It has. Life life has been very full of life lately. Yeah. My so. uh my boss and coworker quit and got new ones and all kinds of crazy things have happened and we've all been super busy, basically. I I've returned to being your uh friendly neighborhood custodian. Yeah. Uh and uh I I've been I've I found a girl that I can really build a life with, so I've been busy attempting to do that, which mostly just includes a lot of working followed by a lot of chores. So Yep. Sounds that takes right. up a lot of my time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We uh I don't think we had our puppy the last time we did a show. No, I don't think you did. Um we got a he's mostly Australian Shepherd. But he's got, like, three generations back, he's got Blue Healer, or Texas Healer, we're not sure. Um, but he's got kind of a speckled coat, but he looks like an uh, um, Australian Shepherd. So, he's super cute. Um, but he's, like, going on five months old now, and he's turned into a monster. So, and I found out that the training class that I paid for and everything and signed up for months ago um they decided that it was full and they weren't going to let us attend at the very last minute um fantastic so now we're like there's no other training anywhere near us unless we want to spend like five grand on like private training boot camps so i have to come up with my own training class now I mean, uh, that's another one of the great uses of YouTube, because uh, I mean, you yeah, you there's know really me. good stuff on there. Uh, you know, when I first got Lou, I never had a fucking dog before. Um, which I I have you to thank entirely for that, by the way. Yep, yep. I don't know if I ever really told you, but like, I I because I did the same thing with uh with uh with a girl back in college, where I was like. You know what? If you want cats, I great. I don't really want cats. If you can find them for free and they already have all the stuff and I don't need to pay out any money because I'm broke, we'll get cats. Yeah. So I ended up with two cats for a few years. And then I did the same thing when I was out in Indiana where the girl I was with, I'm just like, you know, you know what? If you can find a dog that's free and has all the shit and whatnot, fine. Because we don't really have the money. Yeah. Like if you if you find that random unicorn, great. And then while we were going down to Kentucky to visit a friend, you call me and go, "Hey, so we found free dogs." I'm like, "Fuck!" It's <laughs> <laughs> really helping. That wouldn't be a thing. Yeah, yeah, but it worked out. It did. I I love my Lou Bear. She's just in here staring at me right now. Yeah, and I I will say, um, Flash is his name. Titus decided on the name. Um. He's super sweet. He's the first male dog I've ever had. We've always had female black labs and poodles. Um, so this is a new breed and a new gender dog for me. Um, but he's he's been really well behaved for the most part. Um, he definitely listens to me a lot better than Titus and um, Ashley. Like, they definitely don't have the... 
I guess they the tone not, of voice to they're not the alpha in the in the, no, in the room or in the he, tribe. He definitely just tries to bite like you know, the backs of the legs and the under part of the arm, like where it's the most tender on them. And he just wants to like torment them and be a little puppy. Um but for me, like he's super good. Like he follows me. Like he'll walk on a leash, he'll sit and shake and lay down and wait for his treats and all, you know, all the basic tricks. Um, and like he does all that stuff, but like he definitely doesn't want to listen to everyone. Um, but the biggest difference we've had with this dog is we've been taking him somewhere with people and dogs every single week, at least once or twice. Um, so we'll go to like a brewery that has like a bunch of dogs outside and a bunch of people and it's loud and there's music. So he's just used to being around a bunch of people and activity and loud noises. Um, and he's become super social and he's not like aggressive towards other dogs. Doesn't really care when other people walk by the house. He's just, he's very well behaved as far as like, you know, social aspects of, pet behavior goes um and up until like this last weekend he never like growled at anybody or wouldn't let someone pet him and then this past weekend somebody with a some sort of a mental disorder wanted to pet him and like their family member whoever i'm not sure what their role was um but she asked can i pet him and i was just like oh yeah of course because he he never bought you know he's never bothered by anyone ever and the the lady takes a step forward and he like started growling and bared his teeth and he's like do not touch me and i was like oh sorry like he's never done that before like something's wrong with you i guess (laughs) because like it was literally the first time ever and i'm like oh that's probably not good for you (laughs) um because he's not done it again since so i'm assuming there was just something smelled wrong to him or something, you know, something about that person was a big no. Yep. Yeah. It was a real hard pass from him. Um, yeah. I don't know. I have a Lou's problem is always boundaries where it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if I take her to the park or whatnot, like she doesn't really like it. If people try to pet her or anything like that. Um, but she can walk past people. People can walk by her. She doesn't really care. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but if if she's in the car or in the apartment and anyone even walks near either one of those things, she loses it. Hmm. As as you heard earlier. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Now Flash doesn't really care so much. Like he gets excited and wants to go say hi, but he doesn't like bark at him and get upset. Um, although we do have a rabbit that had it laid its bunnies, had its bunny babies in our herb garden. And the bunny's like always outside the house now, and he definitely wants to eat that rabbit. Um, and honestly, he might be able to catch the rabbit if I let him off the leash. If I wasn't worried about cars, I would totally let let that play out and see what happened. Um, but yeah, other than the rabbit, like he he pretty much is either afraid of stuff or just ignores it. My my dog's loud, but she's afraid of everything. She hides. She cowers behind me on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, like, the other day we went outside and a motorcycle went by, like, down the street, like, not even on our street, like, drove by, and he freaked out and wanted to run back in the house. 
So, yeah, there's that. That's how I feel with thunderstorms. Lou always has to, if I'm playing on my computer and it starts thunderstorming, she has to uh, hide under my desk. Yeah. Yep. He's he's definitely a scaredy dog for sure. Um, and it's kind of cute. But, yeah. We wanted to do the agility trials with him, but he would have to go through this training that they wouldn't let us do um, because their class was full, I guess, or something. Um, so now they're like, oh, you need to wait until August for the fall class. And I'm like, well, he's going to be too old for the class then. And they're like, oh, that sucks. So there's literally no way for him to do anything else there now, because if you miss the first class, you can't attend any of the rest. Well, that's stupid. But they only let four people in. (laughs) And I was like, well, I guess we're never going there. Yeah. So... No, yeah, that's fucking that's fucking pointless. Yeah, pretty much. But it was like affordable. I was like, oh, that seems cool. But the timing on it was bad. It was like four thirty in the afternoon, and I was like, people fucking work. It was like on a Tuesday. Yeah, why not like five thirty or something? That would make yeah. a little more sense. And it's during the summer and fall. It's not like the light or the temperature is an issue. So I don't know. I was just like, I guess this isn't meant to be. And we'll just have to teach him ourselves is the only thing I could come up with. So that's fine. Um, but yeah. So have you played any of the Vigi games? I've played a little bit of the Vigi games. Uh, I was playing No Man's Sky, but I have not. I they've When I played it, they had that new Sentinels update. And yeah. since then, I've done a lot. I mean, I started my own town i ended up getting one of the giant fleet carriers and going on different missions with that um building my own little settlement thing um i was starting to do a lot of the unlocks i even tried doing some of the multiplayer and co-op me and bailey played some of it together nice um goddamn no man's sky is a good fucking game it is and it just keeps getting better all the time and as much as i appreciate elite dangerous for its realism it it's taking them so long to innovate and i feel like everyone else is innovating around them and it yeah. sucks cuz i when elite dangerous does something i feel like they do it better than everyone else but you know they're trying to do something better that you know like star citizen did 8 years ago and meanwhile no man's sky is over here not only going backwards and putting all the shit you wish they had in there but throwing in a bunch of new shit constantly I think it's easily the best uh, space sim game out there right now. Yeah. And it, and it sucks because I long for the more realism. I You can't really be a, a space trucker in No Man's Sky like you can in Elite Dangerous or Star Citizen. No, you definitely um, can't. You, the space stations all look relatively the same. It doesn't have that same immersion or sci-fi feel. It doesn't give me the Star, fi- Star Trek fix that I want. So it's upsetting that it is the best game out there right now for that. Um, but I really can't think of any game that does it's, it better. It's the most fun to play. I think it's a totally different kind of game, though. Like, I don't think it's even in the same, like, realm as Elite Dangerous. They're, they're, they're both space sims. I, I will give you, um, if you want to get down to more specific genres within space simulators... Yeah, I you know I would put Elite Dangerous more on the on the same page as like X Four or like Star Citizen, 
and No Man's Sky would kind of be off on its own. I mean, if anything, it's probably a little more like Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, which is a distant comparison, but I can't really think of much else to compare it to. It, it's got a similar feel where it's 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 a little there's more a lot quick, less a little more detail. Cartoony. Yeah, it, it's just less detailed in the controls and the systems. Like the ships are more aesthetic than anything else. Um, like you can kind of just pump the same upgrades into anything you want and end up with the same thing. Um, and there's no like realism as far as like the space travel or anything like that. But I, but I feel like, uh, No Man's Sky is quickly getting there though. Everywhere from like adding new updates to space stations and the way they work and the different kinds there are. And the fact that now pirates can take over them and you can be a pirate and, uh, you know, we're not that far off from like, can I walk around some of my bigger ships? Can I, uh, you know, is there more, I mean, we already have more variety than just settlements you and other players can make at space stations, but now you've got settlements and sentinel strongholds, you know, it, it's blurring that line where it's becoming a lot more like elite dangerous. To the point where, like, if Elite Dangerous doesn't do something soon, it it's gonna kind of date itself. I think at this I, point, I feel like No Man's Sky is doing everything that Elite Dangerous wants to do, but hasn't done the thing that Elite Dangerous does the best, which is the actual flight and space travel. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really hoping that the reason, like, they've said that they've stopped working on certain things in Elite. Aside from just the like, now they're no longer the new updates aren't even coming to console anymore. They're they're done console support. Yeah, and now they're limiting the support they're doing for Elite Dangerous. And I'm really hoping that means the next couple of years we're going to hear Elite Dangerous too. That's the only uh, thing that makes sense. That or they've completely abandoned it. Those which are I the don't only think they options. Have. Elite Dangerous is is a big thing, and space games are kind of hitting a big uh, peak of interest at the moment. So I'm, yeah. I'm really, I'm really hoping for Elite Dangerous too because that I would be super excited about. Yeah, the only thing that concerns me is they've had a lot more success with their sim games recently, like the Jurassic World games. Which is really um, weird because they have like you have Elite Dangerous, and then everything else Frontier does, which is nothing like Elite Dangerous. And right. you're right, they're wildly successful. I mean, we've played some of them, but we had a good discussion about Planet Zoo, which is a phenomenal game. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they just put out a bunch of new content for the Jurassic World Evolution, I think it's called, the two, the most recent Jurassic game. Um, yeah. And, like, all their stuff is actually on sale this weekend, too. I'm actually um, thinking about picking up some more stuff for uh, Planet Zoo and playing some more of that. Yeah, I I looked into recreating my local zoo, and I realized they don't have, like, probably half of the animals that our zoo has because they just have, like, a bunch of weird, obscure animals there. Um, and a lot of them are just, like, they would be exhibit animals. They wouldn't be, like, the enclosure animals. Yeah. Um. So it would just be, it wouldn't be like a functioning zoo. It would just be like purely aesthetic if I recreated it. 
so I'm not sure I'm going to do that anymore. Um, and I had planned on going there to take pictures of all the buildings and stuff, but they're in the middle of like redoing a bunch of it now. So it would just like be stuff under construction or like you couldn't see it. And then also they upped the ticket prices cause it's a tiny zoo. Like you can walk through the whole thing in like 15 minutes. Um, and they up the prices and it's $17 to park because it's at the beach. Jeez. Yeah, like the beach parking is more than the tickets. Well, you know, not to not to go into the the realm of like political or anything. <clears throat> I know that there's like a lot of inflation going on and it's not been so bad for us in in some of the more necessary things. But there have been random shit that has been spiking in price. Mm-hmm. Just stuff like parking places and stuff like that, where I'm like, why is this randomly so fucking high? Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. It's not even like a commodity, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, you you want to tell me, a, like, bacon and steak are a higher price or something right now, or eggs. I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, the parking meter needs more money. Why? <laughs> yeah <laughs> this parking meter's been here since the 70s i don't need to fucking pay it more money what are you talking about yeah it, it's because the people that w- are walking around giving out tickets for people parking somewhere for two hours and five minutes instead of two hours they're not giving out as many tickets so they need to make up for that lost income because nobody's driving and parking there anymore so they're going to charge the people that do park even more. It's just, it's so weird. Yeah. It's, I feel like everybody has just kind of, they saw people like increasing prices on like meat and services and stuff like that. And other people that don't need to are like, Oh, well we can just say that we need to raise prices because of the pandemic. We don't need to give any more description or reasoning. Yeah, no, there's been a lot of studies about that lately where they're just like, well, everyone's expecting inflation, so we can just raise our prices then. Yeah, so let's start inflating. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little bit ridiculous. And, like, I think people have really started to use the labor shortage as a complete and total cop-out at this point as well. Um, oh, I mean, they've been doing that for a while. But it's gotten to the point where, like, Places clearly have too many people working sometimes and somebody will screw something up and they'll be like, oh, we're short staffed. And I'm like, no, you're not (laughs) like you're absolutely not short staffed. Um, Like I can see the five people standing over there in the corner chatting and on their cell phones. I think a lot of a lot of people have just taken jobs because they don't know what to do. Like these jobs don't. Okay. Um, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I think a lot of these people, like, they don't know what to do because none of the jobs around them pay enough. But, like, we were all raised with the, but you got to do something. Yeah. You got to make some money. That's why if it doesn't pay for anything, I don't get it. So, like, we'll go to, like, fast food restaurants. I'm not going to call it the one that we usually go to, but it's the same everywhere. Where it's just, like... You know, I can clearly see five people in there, and I'm the only person in the drive-thru, and there's no one inside. 
Yeah. And they are still struggling to get my order together and then still get my order wrong. Yep. And I'm like, there's five of you, but it, you can look in there and see, like, none of those people care. They're there because they have to be, and because Wendy's is desperate for anyone to just be there. Like, just take the money. We don't even care if you do it right at this point. Just just take the money. Like, yeah, it really seems it's to be gotten, the vibe. It's gotten ridiculous, too. Like, we've noticed that our local grocery store and Walmart, they can't hire anybody. Because they're only offering like just over minimum wage for most people. Yeah. And all of the fast food places now are paying like 15 to $17 an hour here. And it's just like, you know, why would anyone go work at, you know, a terrible retail job for less than half of the money? Well, like, I mean, it, it's, it's marginally point... worse, maybe. We've seen a lot of people around here, like people that are just getting out of high school. And like a lot of people don't like we we know, I'm sure everyone listening to this knows there are plenty of people out there that don't come from very good households who, whether they want to or not, need to get out on their own as soon as they turn like 18. Yeah. Um, And so you have a lot of these jobs around here where it's like, OK, we'll, we'll hire you. All right, cool. Get, if I get like the average amount of hours that I would normally get, how much do I make a month here? It's like, oh, like, I don't know, $350, $400. It's like, cool. How much is the lowest costing rent around here? $1,400. Yeah. Okay. Even if I worked three jobs and took all the extra shifts and just be able to pay rent, I still would starve. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's like you can't even get the argument go work two or three jobs anymore that doesn't even pay enough right that doesn't situations. even add up like what do you want people to do there's so many hours in the day unless we're gonna just start mandating that days are 52 hours long now or something like right what? yeah so this is kind of funny too they recently just built a new apartment complex near me um you know, like where I live, where that McDonald's is? Yeah. Like across the street from that, they built like this huge new apartment complex. And it's the cheapest rent is 900 for a studio one bedroom. And yeah. the two bedrooms, I believe, are like 15 or 1600 with no utilities or anything. Um, And it's like, we can't figure out who's who's living there. Like, there's no jobs around here that pay enough for those kinds of apartments. And if they do, like, if you go work at a steel mill or something, why would you not just buy a house if you're making, you know, 50, 60 bucks an hour? Well, we always... The, the people that work out of town here are what really screw us over. Uh, because this whole area that I live in, a lot of people commute from both Baltimore and D.C., but all the jobs around here pay shit. Yeah. So you get these people. I mean, we laugh at the people that are near my school because we're like right in the middle of a neighborhood and it's all these like condos. So you have no land. Mm-hmm. They're basically just giant townhouses just smushed up against each other. It looks like Baltimore. Yeah. Just with nicer housing. Uh, and they're like 400 to $500,000 each. 
Yep. I'm like, who the fuck is paying half a million dollars to not own any fucking land? Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. I'm they sorry. If you will not catch me making half a million dollars and not owning a single piece of land. Or that my house could burn down tomorrow because my neighbor left the <laughs> oven on and our houses are attached to each other. Well, not, and for, that's... Not, for, not for half a million fucking dollars. you got to be out of your fucking mind. And that's how they're advertising these places, too, is like... It's resort living. It's like living in a hotel. You don't have to do anything. Like we have laundry service and we have, uh, you know, workout stations and a swimming pool. And I'm like, neat. They can use that for like two months out of the year. Yeah, I don't think people realize either. Nobody wanted to live like they were at the resort because of the resort. Like, yeah, you want to go to a place that has the pool and the gym and the massage lounge yeah, and all for that. for like That's, a week. But, like, you're there because you're in, like, a pretty mountain or on a beach or something, okay? Not in, like, rural hick town. You're right. It's not your fucking house. That's not the resort I want to live in for the rest of my life. No. Well, like, and they're, the they're, advertising the it for, they're advertising it for retirees. And I'm like, what do these people retire from being a doctor? Like nobody has, you know, $1,500 a month on fixed income. Well, that's the thing too. They've been building everything for seniors and retirees for years. But our generation, I mean, there's more than enough data. I mean, our generation's in their 30s and 40s now. And they have nothing. Yeah. So like, now who are you going to advertise to? Because you're not... You're, you're just straight up not even going to have retirees anymore. Right. <laughs> like, what? There's not going to be anything for anyone to retire on. Right. There, there's no assets for you to take and let them live out the rest of their life in your, you know, tiny little shitty retirement home. Well, that's why I wonder. They build all this upscale housing. Like, at some point, that all of that nice housing has to be cheap, right? Because there's no, there's no one else to sell it to. I think that's everyone's just waiting because we see all of these houses all over the fucking place. And it's like, well, they got to die sometime. Yep, pretty much. Because I can't afford it until they do. Well, <laughs> and that's it's funny because like they're trying to our mayor's goal is to get 30,000 people living here before 2030. Or 300,000 people. I forget what it was. Whatever the number is, it's 330, 300, something like that. Um, and. I'm just like, well, there's no jobs to support that. And then the next thing out of his mouth is, you know, we're we're only letting businesses get a license to do business here that pay their employees twenty five plus dollars per hour. And I'm like, well, then nobody's going to move here because nobody's paying their employees that. I like, think that's kind of the other problem is that we've got so many monopolies going on. Uh, I mean, with shit like Walmart and Amazon, pick an industry, you're not going to be able to do it anymore. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, I would love to come by and start a cigar shop now. I don't know where the fuck I'm going to get enough money to pay employees 20 to $25 an hour. Right. Because I'm not, you're just not going to bring that business in. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's It's just ridiculous. And the idea that every job has to be, like a real job is ridiculous. Like fast food jobs are supposed to be for like teenagers and people getting started in the working industry. They're not meant to be like 
a support your family with three kids job. But people expect to treat them that way because they're not skilled or interested enough in doing anything else. I think any job that you take, uh, assuming that you can, you know, work enough. I don't think somebody working at McDonald's for eight hours a week should have an apartment. But I think anybody that works like 30 to 40 hours a week should at least have enough money to afford an apartment and some food. Well, I don't I don't know know? that they have to be associated. Like, I, I don't feel like anybody should have to give up their entire waking life. Like, basically, when you work a 40-hour job, you're spending three-quarters of your life working in order to support your, you know, living situation. Yeah. I I don't feel like it should be like, oh, well, you don't work enough, so you don't deserve to have a roof over your head and food. Like, I I don't think those two should go together. I feel like if you want nicer stuff and, you know, to do things that are, you know above going to work and eating and sleeping, you know, like, Hey, maybe you should, you know, look for a better job and improve your, your skills and make a little more money. I mean, don't get Um, me wrong. If you can make economic sense of, uh, guaranteeing housing, uh, I'm here for it. Like, honestly, you know, I'm not saying that it works. It just sucks with, with as much money that we spend on like politicians and wall street and war and all this other crap. Like if we could just put some of that tax money aside to make sure that there were just not homeless people, Mm -hmm. like you could not work and there would still be a place for you to like sleep and get some fucking food. Like it might not be great, but it exists. I would yeah, I'd be down with that. I'd be happy with that in a second. But yeah, I don't know. That whole thing is depressing. Um, but anyway, I tried but out the new. Uh, I was going to say that's why we play video games. Yeah, <laughs> to escape from that. <laughs> to escape from that. Um, so I I tried out the new. Uh, I think gosh, what's it called? Gundam Battle Evolution or something like that. Uh, I think you were showing me that one. Yeah, I think I still have it on Steam here. Um, come on, open up. You can do it. Uh, maybe it's not on here anymore. Yeah, Gundam, Gundam Evolution. Is it the free-to-play one? Um, yeah, Gundam Evolution. Um, I tried it out. <laughs> Apparently a lot of people enjoyed it. I thought it was really bad. Um, it just it didn't really have a whole lot of... I don't know. It, it felt more, like less than halfway finished. Like the the art was not very good. The controls didn't feel very good. The animations were mediocre. Um, I gotta say, it, it looks cool. I mean, it doesn't look special. It looks like every other kind of like shooter that's out there right now. But so, like Gundam, so that's cool. Yeah, and it's it actually it plays really similarly to Overwatch. And like yeah, people are comparing it to Overwatch, um, but the biggest problem I had is it felt completely unbalanced, to the point where like some classes were just a hundred percent like unplayable. Like there was no reason for them to exist. Well, I guess could this is new though, right? Yeah, it's not even out. It was just a network test. Yeah, so um, I mean, like, so Overwatch it has had, like a good year of being a problem. So yeah, I mean, it it had some promise. But it just generally felt kind of, like, dead. It didn't have, like... 
Overwatch has like this personality to it, and I just didn't feel like this had any personality. And this is coming from somebody that's like a Gundam fanatic. Well, I think you you run into two problems. A being that like a lot of these games, because they try to do the the Japanese and U.S. thing together, they focus a lot on like the old school Gundam because that's really popular in Japan. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck here. So right. I feel like really the only people you're speaking to are people like you who are the the Gundam fan base. And to be fair, and you might disagree with me on this because you've spent more time with Gundam games than I have, but uh, I haven't played a good one yet. <laughs> like, I have hated every single Gundam game that has ever been released. And I like Gundam. I really do. I want to play a good Gundam game. I have a yearning for a good Gundam game. So, but two things. a lot of games, people come out and they go, oh, this is good, and it's dog shit. And really, it's because the only people that they're even marketing to are are the are the fan are the people that are just fans they're not bringing anyone else in you know what i mean yeah i mean there was an old um super nintendo um fighting gundam game that was actually really good i played that one that's been my favorite of the games so far yeah i, um, I would say that is the best one there was also a um dynasty warriors gundam yeah, I tried that one. And I, that was just Dynasty Warriors with guns. It was it was just Dynasty Warriors. And if honestly it was worse than Dynasty Warriors, I Yeah, it was. So I tried playing that game. I had it on PlayStation. The problem with it is that I kept winning. Yeah. And I went out of my way to try and lose to see if it was possible, and I don't think it's even possible. Yeah, it was not a very good game. Like, um, you just stood around and hit some buttons and went. There were some levels I straight up just flew from space to space and just kind of let other things take care of things, and I didn't even fire, and I still won. And I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would quantify any of them as, like, well, I know I wouldn't quantify any as great. I think the uh, the fighting game on Super Nintendo was pretty good. Um it had like really cool animations and good characters and it felt pretty fair. Like all of the characters felt like they could win. Um, but like outside of that, yeah, pretty much all of them have been dog shit. You know what I really want at this point? Um, uh, I don't care what era of Gundam you go with. Uh, I mean, I think trying to do something like Gundam wing is probably better just because it's got more notoriety in the U S uh, but Mech Warrior starting to be a thing again, and I would love to see the Mech Warrior team get together with a Gundam team to make a legit. I'm in a Gundam, being a Gundam pilot, doing dope Gundam pilot shit game. I would love to try that. You know, I honestly can't believe they haven't done something like that yet because I they always show either. the cockpit of the Gundams and like they all have these like UI systems and like that's a whole feature of all the different eras of Gundams. Um, like, it just doesn't make sense they haven't done something with one of those. I mean, Gundam Evolution might be one of the only games where you're even, like, in the Gundam. Yeah. Usually it's, like, a over-the-shoulder, like, third-person thing at best. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Because I, I imagine even if you were Japanese, and maybe I just don't know Japanese culture all that well, 
But I imagine even if you're Japanese, if you've been a Gundam fan forever, you want to play a game where you're in, you're piloting the motherfucker. You're inside the cockpit being a Gundam pilot, right? Like, yeah, I, I truly can't believe they haven't done something like, even like on the scale of like Elite Dangerous with the dual. You know, you want like two joysticks or something to play it right. Yeah, um, I feel like the the audience is there, and it's they've got enough source material to make it easily enough. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like they go really hard on the trying to recreate scenes from the animes and shit. And, uh, I think that's a bad way to go. Yeah. I think the animes are, are cheesy. They're over the top cheesy and that works for an anime, but I don't think that works for a serious mech game as well. It always it always pulls even with the aesthetic, it always pulls me out. And I always want them to stop talking because they never say anything useful anyway. Um you know, I I I want them to write something that could fit in the Gundam universe that isn't necessarily from one of the animes. Like pick an era of the Gundam timeline and go, we're going to focus on this. And we're going to do the World of Warcraft thing where there's like a conflict between these two sides and you get to pick, you know, just a random thing. And at some point we'll put an unnamed custom Gundam in there for some fucking reason to make that part of the story. I don't know. That could be good. Yeah. And I, I think there's a good case for like people that like to customize their own Gundams and build their own out of the different kits and kit bash. Let people make their own custom character. Like, just set it in the universe that those things exist. Well, and you know what? I think stylistically it would be really neat if you had a a mech customization thing. But, like, I've played some mech customization games before. And they're always overly technical and confusing. And they kind of make me not want to upgrade my mech. Well, it doesn't have to be, like, crazy. It can be, like... I you know, think what they what they should do is they should have a system where where you go to customize your your Gundam, you literally are just sitting down at a table like you're putting one of the Gundam models together, mm-hmm. and just switch them out for different model pieces. And then when it's fully built, you get to see it, what it would right. actually look like. On th- that would be fucking dope. Well, and there is like there is a Gundam game. I haven't played it. Um, there is a Gundam game where you literally just kind of like build models and like set them up to take pictures and stuff. Yeah, I it was one of the ones I was talking about because I think we played we both played the beta for it or something like no, that. No, so that that's not actually a Gundam game. This is like I'm talking about like oh, an officially yeah. licensed like Gundam Gundam game. Gotcha. Um, but no, that you're talking about Mass Builder. That's pretty fun too, and they've actually added a lot to that. I keep meaning to go and check it out again. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty cool too. Um. I also tried out, um, gosh, what is the other game I just played? Oh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yeah, so I think I was talking to you about this a bit, but we recently tried to co-op the uh, the, the Tiny Tina DLC for Borderlands 3. And yeah. um, total dog shit. Fucking, it's my least favorite Borderlands thing. And I'm saying, like, I hated it more than I hated pre-sequel. It just was awful. I mean, the dialogue is is kind of funny. 
Uh, I mean, it's Borderlands. It was nothing. It was what you would expect, but it's it, it wasn't mind blowing in any particular way. So, like, I love the idea of Tiny Tina and DLC, D and D, and Borderlands and meshing all of them together. But it was really hard. It's it it's hard looking at this new game after experiencing that DLC. So I'm interested to hear I mean, what it's actually like. It's it's literally nothing like that. It's it's the furthest from that possible. Um, and I I think most people are agreeing. <clears throat> it's it's actually the best Borderlands that has ever been. Um, okay. So like it, it has that really good Borderlands feel and the fun combat, but it has its own like humor. It's got a ton of really good voice acting. The weapons actually are, you know, impactful. You feel like you're finding new guns that are usable a lot. Um, like the side quests are fun. It has an overworld. That's like a, like actual, like D and D like toy, toy board that you would move characters on. Um, like it's, it's actually legit, really fun and different. Um, the side quests are actually like just fun enough to do on their own. Like, I don't care if I'm getting anything out of them. They're just fun to do. Um, like I had to, uh, I, I ran into somebody that wanted me to help, um, rescue the Murphs. And it was like this whole, um, like Smurfs joke where, you know, they were all, you know, trying to save Gargle Snot was feeding the Murphs some mushrooms that were turning them blue and they turned violent and crazy. And they had kidnapped their uh, wife queen, which was Smurfette, essentially. Um, so you had to go and defeat Gargle Snot and save Murfette. It, it was pretty great. Fair um, enough. Just there's a ton of really good, funny, smart D and D references in there too, um, and it lets you combine two classes, and you can change the second class anytime you want. So if you want to like try out all the combinations, it's easy to do that. Um, yeah, it's it's really really good. It's definitely one of those games that like you sit down and like lose hours of your life to because you forget of you know you totally forget about time. But it's uh, it's a Borderlands game for sure. Like it feels and looks and sounds like a Borderlands game, and it starts out with like, oh, you know, I picked up a sword, neat, and then you know you pick up a a crossbow, and then you end up picking up like a machine gun and a shotgun within the next thirty seconds, and you're like, oh right, this is a Borderlands game. Now, how long of a Borderlands game do you think it is? Um, probably like forty hours without doing all the extra stuff it's it's big that's not the worst i guess i i'm getting to a point i i there is a place for me where i like the longer games like i've been playing skyrim for the past couple of months i mean um and i'm going through if you really doing if you tried super hard you could probably do like 25 hours um but like if you're enjoying it and like not trying to rush probably like 40 hours what I was going to say is, like, I'm also getting to the point where, like, there are games I want to play, and, like, the amount of time commitment into it is so great, where I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, like, I want to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I want to play Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm just like, I don't want to spend 200 hours on these games. I don't have it. 
Well, and that's the worst thing is like I am a completionist. Like I want to do all of the things. And so when there's just hours of mind-numbing content, I'm like, I don't know. Because I'll just refuse to do the last quest. Yeah. Until I've done all the other things. Because that's just how I've always gamed. And some of these games are just getting so long. I, I wouldn't mind playing a Borderlands game that was only a 10-hour experience, to be honest. Like, I mean, if it was a solid... If it was a solid 10... Like, it's like the old-school Halo. Right. I If you want to run Legendary... Halo 1 probably won't even take you 10 hours, but like 10 hours. Okay. As long as it's a solid, fun experience, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's funny you mentioned that. Titus played all of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game that came out, and he literally beat that whole game basically in a single day. Like two sittings over one day. He beat the you entire that- game. That's good to hear, because I really want to play that game. Yeah, it, it seemed pretty cool. Like, there's there's a lot of story, a lot of talking. Um, That's honestly half the reason I'm there, though, because Guardian, it's like it's like Borderlands. Yeah. It's Guardians of the Galaxy, man. I'm there for the dialogue. Well, and I, I turned it on, like, easy combat mode for him, so he wasn't, like, just going, like, didn't have to lose to, like, the quick time events, because it does a bunch of those. Yeah. Um. But, like, if you just want, like, some Guardians of the Galaxy storyline, that's a pretty good game. Um, And it's not the same ones from the Marvel movies, either. They're, like, different voice actors, and they look slightly different than the actors from the films. So, it's more comic book storyline than it is movie. Which I'm 100% fine with. I'm just waiting for it to go on a good sale. Um, Square Enix's sales are not that often and not the best. Yeah, I know Epic had it on sale at one point. Um, we played it on Game Pass. Um, because basically I just have Game Pass Ultimate, so Titus can just, you know, go pick a game whenever he wants a new game. Because before it was always like, I want to buy a game, I want to buy a game. And I'm like, I'm not paying $60 for something that's free on a service that you can pay $14 a month for. So I was like, I I can literally buy the service for a month and save myself $45. I, um, I really want to try that Marvel Avengers game. Um, it's, we played it's that been too. Getting, it's getting rated so bad that I'd really like it to not be even $40. That's it's maybe really uh, I'll bad. Drop, I'll drop 15, 20 bucks on it. I, it looks fun. It looks repetitive, and it looks like it doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it looks like I'll get very annoyed with it. You will be done um, with that game very quickly. Which is why I don't want to spend too much money. I do want to try it, though. I mean, I would wait until that thing is like 5 or 10 bucks, honestly, because it's bad. I have a feeling it's going to end up there sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's already been pretty cheap. I've seen it. Um. But yeah, that one is like tons of loot that is totally meaningless and gameplay that is just very like slow and uninteresting and like the voice acting just not the greatest. Everything about it is just like, I wish this was better. Okay. It's very, it's so linear too. They act like it's like open world, but it's completely linear. I need your help with something. I, I want to make a decision. 
and I think I'm gonna go ahead and buy this game, but I I, I need I need someone else's opinion before I can decide. So this past weekend there was a free to play weekend for New World. So I finally got in a couple of hours of New World, mm-hmm. and I have no idea how I feel about this game. I I definitely don't hate it. Uh, I don't hate it nearly as bad as I thought I was going to hate it. Yep. It is just as fucking... It's not as bland as I thought it was going to be. It's still fairly bland, but I guess it's also got... It's got enough charm to it where it doesn't put me off. It's I, just not I was, as engaging. I actually really, really liked it like compared to me thinking it was going to be complete trash. Um... And I fell off pretty quickly because it's an extremely slow paced leveling game. Like you put a lot of hours into leveling, but the problem is if you don't like PVP, there is no end game for you. I don't know. I don't know how much I care. I'll probably want to do PVP at that point. To be honest, the combat in that game is easily its most defining feature. Yeah. Um, because they've done what we've always wanted with MMOs, which was, I don't want to hit one through ten. Like, let me go in and hit shit. And ESO kind of did that. It but it was literally, But it literally was hit stuff, and then everything else is your numbers again. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is very much like, yeah, you've got abilities, but they are way secondary to learning how to dodge, block, and hit things at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they tried to put in, like, some level of the Dark Souls combat. Yeah, without it being terrible. I mean, I I was going around grinding out creatures, not even because I needed to, but just because I wanted to hit more things. Uh, which is a great sign. I mean, um, how much is New World right now? It's on sale at the moment. It's only um, 24 or 30 if you want to get the deluxe. Because it was only, like, 40 to start. But and that's my thing. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what even comes in the deluxe version. But it's like, do I want to pay the twenty five to thirty bucks? Is that a good price? That's a pretty low price. It seems like there's more than enough to do in this game to justify that price. Some of it seems kind of weird to me. I don't really know how well money works or crafting. I did a little bit of it, but like I don't know how it's going to progress. And like I want to get a house, but the houses seem pretty expensive to the amount of money that you have starting out. Yeah, you'll get um, a house. It's kind and of, then there's like housing is kind of like shit. housing is kind of like how mounts felt in original WoW. Like once you get to like that end game for real, like housing is pretty like doable but still expensive. But there's monthly upkeep. Yeah. So you have to be constantly playing. Which is weird, because if there's not much of an end game, do I even want a house? And especially since I'm not going to play it enough to keep up with the rent. Right. Um, and how cool... I don't even know how cool the housing thing works, or the crafting system. So um, you don't So it basically the, uh... comes down to, at this point, do I think the questing and the combat is going to be good enough to, to justify it? End game... Eh, we'll see if I even get there. I really... I don't ever really give too much of a fuck about in-game in-games, because my end game is to go play another game. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
I would say you don't need the deluxe version because it's basically no. just two skins and some emotes and a digital yeah. art book. And I don't think I care about any of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't tell you one way or the other um, whether or not it's going to be enough fun for you. Like for me, I let me look here. Where is New World? So I played 27 hours of it, and that was basically in the first week that it came out, and then I got kind of bored and played other games because they came out. Um, but for me, I feel like, because I played it during the beta and stuff too, probably for just as long, I feel like I got my money's worth already, and I totally intend to go back and play more of it. Like, if you were to actually go and play, I'd definitely join you for some of that. Um so for me, it was worth it, but like, it's also like, is there something else that you would rather be playing or? I think I've had money? a big need. I, I've had a big need for the, the exploration games. It's a good exploration um, game. I'll give it I, that. I, I, I just, I kind of want to just go around and fight some shit and level up my gear and do that kind of whole grinding thing. Honestly, I, I prefer when I don't have a ton of quests. I like games that are like, go this direction and kill everything along the way. That's kind of what I'm looking for right at the moment. Well, it's definitely um, a quest-heavy game. Uh, but it, is it going to be Skyrim-y where I have like 10 quests going on all the time? No, you're not going to have 10. You might have three or four real quests. And is um, it going to be that? Because I've had some of the quests where it's like, I have three or four of them, but they're all kind of in the same... Yeah, it's, area it's still an MMO. Not, yeah, but I'm not like... With ESO, one of my problems is all three or four quests, but they're all miles apart from one another, so I have to traverse this entire fucking island to just right. like talk to three people, and then no, move on to the next step it's of not each that. quest. It'll be, go to this area, kill the zombies, destroy the equipment boxes, and pick up letters. Which, fine, okay. That's like, that's basically the thing, and then when you're done with all of those quests in an area, you'll get a quest to go to the next town and talk to the bar. Okay, so it's it's got like the Guild Wars 2 quality, which, that was probably one of my favorite parts of Guild Wars 2, is not only did it give me achievements for like pushing me to explore, really explore every area that I was in, but it was kind of like, yeah, you, you do quests here, head over to that town, do some quests here, head over to that town, do some quests here. Cool, if you go south, you can head on to the next map with stronger shit and rinse yeah. repeat. And um, I was fine with it. It does have a really good crafting system, actually. Um, it seemed fun, I just didn't know. You're going to spend a lot of time like standing there chopping down trees, though. But is it worth it? Like, Is it more worth it for me to spend a lot of time on my armor and weapons or is it better to just go out and loot everything? Um, you're going to probably find one, one type of crafting to be the most useful to you. And you'll do that and spend the time on that one. So you'll like stop and chop down trees every time you see the kind of tree you need, but you'll ignore like mining outposts or something or vice versa. Like for me, oh, yeah. I always did those two things, but like I typically didn't pick up herbs. But then there's like a ton of people that pick up herbs because they could sell them for a ton of money. 
like make potions and sell it. Um, but for me, it was always a big deal to have, you know, crafting material so that I could upgrade and buy new weapons and armor all the time. Um, and then I also needed wood because that tied into those things. So typically, if you're going to do crafting, you're going to do mining and then like armor crafting and weapon crafting. And then you're also going to do wood because you're going to need the wood to make certain weapons and armor. Um, and then you'll probably ignore like alchemy and um, plants. But you end up doing a little bit of everything one way or another because you end up needing some of it. So it's just, it comes down to how much do you enjoy doing those things? Um, so for me, like basically anytime I needed to do something, I needed a bunch of wood, like a buttload of wood. So I would put on a podcast for an hour and I would literally spend an hour chopping down trees. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what I want. Like I, I want to be able to just come home because sometimes I want to play something, but I just don't have the energy to get invested in something. Mm-hmm. And like, I haven't been playing TFT because it just annoys me so much. So I really want something where I'm like, okay, I, I can just grind out chopping down wood or for an hour and like watch YouTube and catch up on the news or something. Yep. Um, here's the other question. Fishing. It's good. Does it exist? It exists. I think so. I think That's all I'm, I care about. I'm 90% sure I'm not conflating it with another MMO. Um, yeah, yep. it has fishing. Complete guide to fishing in the world. You know what? I'm here for it. I'm going to get it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to commit some more time to New World. I know anyone that's followed us for a while, uh, thank you. I don't know why you do it, but I love you. Um, you know, I shit on this game a lot uh, before it came out, and I'm still very skeptical of it, but the free weekend was a good idea, and it's got enough to make me want to give it a more honest chance, so I'm definitely going to do it. Uh, and I've been playing some more ESO lately because I realized I have like most of the expansions and extra content and I've barely, I've done like some of the base content and that's it. So yeah, I played a bunch of that game, but I realized I really just don't enjoy the combat at all in that game. So I just kind of gave up on it entirely. I'm I'm having more fun. I so I'm playing a Templar so I can heal people and I can deal damage pretty easily and like tank. Yeah. Um and that's been the way to go at the moment. I'm that's, having fun. That's with what it. I pretty much I mean, always played. Necromancer was fun because you don't need teammates, you can just constantly heal yourself with everything you do and kill large people at a time. But replaying it as a Templar I'm I haven't even started the base story, and I think I'm, like, level 15. Uh, and I'm just starting to go through all the dungeons. Because I have I have the spells that do damage over time while I beat them in the face with my sword, and if people start dying, I just have an area effect heal, and I keep moving on with my day. Yeah, that's, that's why I played that class as well, as I was like, I never wanted to group up with people, so I'd always pick the class where I could just keep healing myself. So I could just solo dungeons and stuff like that. Um, if you go back to that game, you need to play Necromancer because if that's your play style, that's the only class worth playing. Okay. Necromancer as a solo player is actually a ton of fun. 
Yeah, I, I, I think know. maybe I'll the, try it again at some point, but I I think the class system A was the worst thing they could have put in that game. It's an Elder Scrolls game. There's no fucking need for a class. Yeah, it, it is let, kind of the polar opposite of what people want from Elder Scrolls. Just let people do whatever they're going to do. Like it's so retarded. Um, but I think the other thing is the classes themselves. Like the original ones you start off with were okay. And then Warden was kind of stupid, if I'm being honest. And then Necromancer was amazing. And then there hasn't been another one. Like we've had multiple chapters, opened up lots of land. And then there's no new classes, which with a game that's been out this long, like it's not going to take people that long to go through your new expansions. And you're giving people literally no incentive to go back and replay the game because they're not really adding, like, new... They're not adding new gameplay stuff to it. Like, in World of Warcraft, when you got a new expansion, you were expecting, what, like, a new race? Or a new class? Or a ton of new spells for everybody? You know? Like, you were expecting more. So you could go back and replay the game or go get a bunch of new stuff for your character if you wanted to. I don't really feel like ESO has that very much. Yeah, I I think they I think they kind of built it and they were like here's the classes, do what you will with them and then eventually put out like two more and that was like kind of all they planned. And then the rest of their content is like buy cosmetic items for a bunch of money and here's well, loot boxes. They- and the other way that they've done, like, oh, did you already learn all of the skills, which is not that difficult to do? Well, if you pay us $10, you can learn another seven skills. Yeah. Like, wait, I pay you extra money just for the ability to learn a handful of new spells that might not even be that good? Yep. No. <laughs> I don't want to do that at all. And the well, game keeps and telling like... me when I come up to, like, certain lockboxes, like, oh, you can unlock the... The thieves guild. I don't want to do that. Why? I don't want to. I don't even want to be a thief with this character. I just want to unlock this box. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really like. Even from the beginning, I kind of knew that's what was going to happen, because they locked the werewolf and vampire thing behind a paywall. Yeah. Well, not only can you pay to get the the vampire thing, but then you can pay to cure it as well. Right. It's just like, yeah, I I do believe there's natural ways you can do that in the game, though, at least there are, but they're basically you can do it like once a day or once a week. So people reserve it for guildmates or for sale. Um, Yeah. So a lot of people will like pay real money for it and then let people pay them to get like a vampire bite in the game like every day they're you know, or however often they're able to do it. It's like a thousand gold and you can have this or whatever. Um, which is just, I think that's bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bullshit. There's a lot of good stuff in that game. Uh, I generally like the elder scrolls. So the fact that I can just, I'm just running around and collecting elder scrolls lore and looking at some of the different places I hear about in the games, but don't ever see it's neat. I think uh, I was I was listening to the uh, the Fudge Muppet podcast, uh, who they do like all the lore videos and stuff on YouTube that are really good, and uh, they described it the best when they said ESO isn't 
as necessarily canon as much as it is just an Elder Scrolls amusement park. Yeah, um, I think that's true. And that and that's what it feels like. I think that's the most accurate way to describe that game. Yeah, um, I think it's so. kind of like Fallout. It's like Fallout seventy six. I can only get so mad at it because I'm like, but it's not one of the main numbered games though. Yeah, you know? yeah. I just I still feel that way about it, about it the way I knew I was going to the whole time. It was them trying something out and trying to learn a new skill set with online games. Um, and I think and like, that great. was that was like them finding a way for people to pay them to learn how to build those games. Well, I'm like, let's be honest. ESO is still one of the top MMOs of the time. And, and it has been sitting there for a while. It yeah. may not be the number one, but, uh, but people play it. People still play it. I, I think it was, I mean, the same can be said successful. about the same can be said about star Wars, the old Republic. Like that just got a huge new rework and overhaul. Yeah, new content. That's, that's still considered uh, one of the good MMOs uh, of the day. That one also is very impressive, considering how fucking long it's been around. Yeah. Um, World of Warcraft, I can't tell if that game is actually popular or if it's just, like, name recognition. I think it's name recognition, point. because you know? the majority of the player base quit over the last year. It was something like... I remember. I don't know the exact numbers, but it was like a massive percentage of people left that game entirely. Um, and I, I think just Activision Blizzard is just—they're trying to come up with the next new big thing. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens with it, but I think I mean, we'll I, see I one more expansion. My, there was a thing on my launcher that was saying like, uh, "Oh, hey, there's you know we're releasing a new." Uh, an, or announcing the new expansion for World of Warcraft. And, you know, even when I wasn't playing that game, I was like, oh, cool, what are they going to put in the game now, you know? Now it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, right. who's still playing? I don't, I remember the day where if you ran into someone and they and they told you, yeah, I, I play games on the PC, it's like, oh, cool, so Horde Alliance, because you play World of Warcraft. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've, I, it's been years. I don't remember the last person I ran into that plays World of Warcraft. Who, who's playing it? Uh, you don't run into these people anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's people. So the people that I've been around or talked to or seen playing WoW are, they're not playing it like actively. They're not like leveling characters. They're just logging in for their raid once a week. So when there's like a new raid, like there's a new expansion, they buy it so they can do the new raids with their guild. And that's all people do with that game. Like, that's it. And like, honestly, Final Fantasy 14 is kind of the same thing. A new expansion yeah. comes out, people play it, and then they do their weekly raids and they log out and they don't play again until the next week. I think the difference is that Final Fantasy still is a bringing people in and the guild system is still very alive. So you have people yeah. that are hanging out in that game still to hang out in that game as to where like world of Warcraft definitely used to have that, but I don't know if that community is so much there for it anymore. Yeah, no, it's, it's not totally the same, but I'm just saying like a large 
portion of their population are like the ra- the guilds that raid and they log in for the raid and that's about it like they'll farm some yeah. materials for the raid and stuff um but like the majority of their playtime is doing that weekly event um which is fine like i i think that's a healthy thing like you keep your players logging in and trying to actively do things in the game until the next expansion and then they enjoy that like that's a perfectly okay thing to do yeah that's a that's like it's natural i think for a lot of them well think about like you know if you're playing if you love super mario games like you play the whole new super mario brothers game that comes out and you're done with it and now you wait like two or three years for another one and don't play mario at all well i think world of Warcraft. like that's kind of the alternative World of Warcraft was built on a model where it didn't have to contend with these problems because it didn't used to be the way MMOs worked. Right. You know, if you played MMOs, that meant you played EverQuest. And if you wanted to play an MMO, you played EverQuest. And then that was it. And then World of Warcraft came out. Everyone was like, oh shit, something new. And then it brought in a lot of new people. So, you know, a lot of the new people that came in, they never even heard of EverQuest. They don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so you play World of Warcraft, and if you want to play an MMO, you're playing World of Warcraft. And that right. got so popular, other games started coming out. And then it became, well, if you wanted to play a good MMO, you're playing World of Warcraft. So it never had to really worry about the people jumping off and then jumping on just for raids, because it was kind of the only game in town. Right. But now that it's not been the only game in town for like a decade at this point. Well, and they they um, tried to double down on the storylines and the characters, and they just honestly did a really bad job and nobody liked anything they did. And I think that just kind of, I feel like that was like the last nail in the coffin, but they didn't realize it yet. And then like, when this big recent Final Fantasy fourteen Exodus happened and Asmongold was all over Twitch and YouTube shitting all over World of Warcraft, I think that was like... People took that as like... something telling them it was okay to stop playing entirely. Like well, I, fe- I, I, I feel like they just kept doing it because they felt like, I've done this forever, I can't stop now. Blizzard is also... Like- actively and publicly been telling their fan bases for like every game starcraft warcraft overwatch destiny it doesn't matter like their response to everything has been like hey how about fuck you and then they're getting upset that all their fans are are just getting annoyed with them i mean there it's gonna take still a good another decade before i think anyone's gonna be able to let go of their response to diablo immortal and shit right i you know like they don't care anymore and then there's all the scandals and shit going on with it and like it sucks because i like warcraft i don't really Mm -hmm. give a shit about starcraft but i love um I love Overwatch. I love Diablo. Like, I want these franchises to continue, and I want them to be done well. Um, so part of me wants Blizzard to succeed. But fuck, are they don't seem to be interested in succeeding right now at all. <laughs> yeah, well, and they've... I mean, they're being purchased also. Yeah. So I feel like they're not going to really worry about working towards anything right now. Like they're of course going to continue on with their current projects and stuff, 
but like there's going to be a a long period of like well we don't know what we're working on because when they get handed over officially the people that are in charge are probably going to have very different ideas as to what projects should continue and shouldn't i mean that's probably not the worst thing though right now um i don't think i'd be upset about that in the slightest either and and the blizzard offices are now unionized aren't they um no not entirely like one i think one portion is well it's a step in the right direction i hope we'll we'll see we don't really know what the effect of unions are in the gaming industry and like look i um i'm a pro union guy but i'm also the kind of person that i i'm for things when they are done correctly and there's plenty of instances of that not being done correctly Right. Uh, and it's not like other industries where you can just see productivity go up and down or just systems working to keep terrible people in places over a number of decades. This is going to be the kind of thing where, like, if it affects their work, we're all going to see it. Right. Well, and you wouldn't. Um, it's, it's the kind of thing where, like, unions, they kind of dictate how much you can work and, like, what you can and cannot do within your position. So, like, a lot of these games and, like, a lot of parts of the games that people have come to enjoy come out of people just having a side project they were working on. And we're like, oh, this is kind of a cool little, you know, project. And it turns into, like, a whole game or a, you know, whole piece of a game or a new mode or something really fun. And that could potentially be one of the side effects of unions is no more fun little side projects. Well, I don't think the side projects will be so hard because I think a lot of the projects are just done with external funding in the first place. I don't think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. I'm more worried about okay, well these people negotiate for higher wages and these people are saying, "Well, we're going to need this much money for, I don't know, marketing," okay? And uh and the people that are backing the project are going, All right, well you're only getting this much money for the project, so I guess we won't make that new engine or we won't try these new concepts or we won't you know? Yeah, that's like how is that gonna how is that gonna affect the quality is one of the things that I'm really worried about. Like I'm all for workers having more say, but at what point does the structure come down to well we're gonna get just as much marketing um, but we're going to get even more stale ideas and systems that don't go anywhere because I think we've had plenty of that in the past decade and we don't need more of it. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of games take longer to come out as well. If you see unionization, because you're not going to have crunch and you're going to have studios spending more time, you know, not like more hours worked, but you're going to have longer times between games being finished. Well, um, I think, I think the less crunch is, is also going to be less games and, uh, Oh, for sure. And just less content. I think we're going to start seeing a new era of co- uh, cut content going crazy. Because if you can't crunch, then basically you're ripping out two-thirds of your game to to let it ship on time. Yeah, I, I hope people and, like DLC because, you know. But, look, but, there's, but there's not necessarily, there's not, I, I don't like the games as a service. I don't really mind the DLC too much if it's done in a tasteful way. 
See, but that's um, just it. It won't be. To compensate for the cost, what happens is they ship a 60 or $70 game that has a quarter of the content finished because they only had enough man hours to get a quarter of it done. And then the other three-fourths will come as DLC that you'll pay 20 to $40 each piece for. And that pays for the increased amount of development months, well, years, like, time. I mean, for instance, like, I don't mind. I like Stellaris. I paid for Stellaris. And every couple of months they come out with a new piece of paid DLC. And it, it adds... But the, the content is decent. You know, I feel like it's worth the money. And, like, if I'm still playing the game after a couple of months, dropping another, like, 10, 15 bucks on it, I don't mind it so much. I don't I don't feel the obligation that I need to play it, and I don't need to buy it to continue playing the game. You know, it's not a prerequisite to any other DLC or anything like that. Well, I'm, not, I'm not talking so, about that scenario. I'm talking about the scenario where you play that game that was clearly not complete. Oh, like, I know that'll happen. It's just how much. I mean, um, I think th- is the I think that's dictated by how the the unions end up working out as far as like what their terms are, what they're willing to do, and the budget of the project. Because you know, indie developers aren't going to be able to hire a lot of these unionized um, teams and studios to do. Because remember, like a lot of these studios do outsourced work it's not like you know a team only ever works on a single game at one time ever a lot of the time they're working on outside outsourced pieces of projects for people um and if those all become unionized suddenly a lot of that flexibility goes away and i think you start seeing a lot of these indie projects start to either take a lot more time or become a lot smaller if that's possible or just not come out at all because it's just not feasible to financially make that happen. Well, um, I, on one hand, I, I would like to see, I think we need a shuffling of the video game industry. Um, and, and it's something that's going to hurt for a little while. And I think it just needs to, it needs to happen. I'm not saying unions are bad. I I think it's a necessary step at this point. But like, it's one of those things where like the funding is going to get crazy for a while. Like how do you, how do we fund games now to make them viable and not rely on crunch and things like that? And I think we're going to get smaller games, but okay. Is that the worst? Because are we not all just fucking sick of open world games at this point? Well, and you're still going to get your Assassin's Creed's and your call of duties. Yeah. And, and, and look, but this is why I don't care. Look, Skyrim came out in 2011 and we still don't know when the fuck we're going to get Elder Scrolls six. And does it suck to have to wait that long? Yeah. But at least I know I'm going to fucking love Elder Scrolls six. I don't know anything about that game yet. But I do know that it's going to be worth my money, and I do know that I'm going to love it. Mm-hmm. And if it takes them 12 to 15 years to put out the next one, at least I know that's going to be a really great fucking game for a long time. So fine. Uh, it's one of the reasons I don't have... Like, I know everyone shits over Bethesda's side projects, and I don't really ever care about their side projects too much. But when it comes to their like more mainline games... I always know that I'm going to get a quality product, so I don't care that it takes a while. I mean, the last real mainline game you get from Bethesda is Fallout 4, 
Yeah, Fallout 4 was fucking amazing. I'm still playing Fallout 4. I love Fallout 4. I don't know anything about Starfield. What? Um, but I'm going to buy it. Because I, you know, I haven't played a mainline Bethesda title so far that hasn't been amazing. I mean, I, I feel like I that, mind that model. I feel like that game lies outside of the scope of all of these other studios that we're talking about that have to deal with unionization. It's not like every single employee in the gaming industry will be a unionized system. No. But but I think the studios that are unionizing are doing so because their leadership is predatory and trash. And no, it's really, the... you know, that leadership that needs to get shifted. A lot of the a lot of the gaming industry is that way. Oh, for sure. But a lot I of think, most industries are that way. But they're they're pushing like okay, here's so here's one, all right? Uh, another company I get a lot of quality products from, Square Square Enix. They make a lot of good games. They also make a lot of games. Yeah. And there are a lot of garbage shit in there. And um I mean, there's been a lot of tales coming out of there about how brutally they operate. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing: you could you could go back to just making like one mainline series and like something else, like Life is Strange or something like that, and stop putting out twelve new mobile titles and uh, uh, handhelds and all this other shit every year. Yeah, but they like, like money. Fucking- Scale it back. Give me a new Final Fantasy every, you know, three to five years, and uh, and just make it good. Yeah, just make but it good. You, you have know? to keep in mind too that they're not primarily a United States-based company. They're primarily a Japanese-based company. Yeah, and we yep. are a side market for them. Like most of the games that come out here have been out in Japan for years prior. Or aren't even connected to that the real version of it in Japan in a lot no, of cases. No, but a lot, but a lot of their money comes from stuff from like Final Fantasy, of which we are we are a big market. We're a huge market. Yes, um, but the mobile game market in Japan is like a hundred times our market for Final Fantasy here. Like, no, you're right. Like in the grand scheme of things, like we're lucky that they even are creating you know, console and PC games anymore. Well, but I mean, just look at the, I mean, look at the quality of of even how the final fantasy games have gone since they've done that. Like I would argue, even though final fantasy seven cemented final fantasy in the West, uh, it was final fantasy 10 that really pushed it into the, into the mainstream. Cause lots of people played 10 People I know that have never played any other Final Fantasy have played Final Fantasy X or watched somebody play Final Fantasy X. That was the real big hit here in the West. Um, and, you know, they were trying some new things with 11 and 12, but then by the time you get to 13, they've started scaling back the combat system and started becoming heavily linear. Um, took out a lot of the stuff that really made Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. 15, they did away with every traditional system, like, whatsoever, and made it more open world, like, you know, like The Witcher and Skyrim for some fucking reason. And it's just like, I feel like all of the the tone, the money, the focus that used to go into Final Fantasy isn't necessarily there anymore. To the point where, like, while I'm still excited by every new mainline Bethesda project, and 
And while I'm probably going to buy the next Final Fantasy game that comes out, I'm not that excited about it. Yeah, I've seen I... the trailers. I'm not as excited about it as I would have been any other one. Yeah, I, I have not been interested in Square Enix for a long time. Basically, I haven't liked anything they've made other than like 14 since final fantasy 10. Like I've been, I've been pretty disappointed in every single game they've put out since then. Yeah. 12 is, uh, 12 is definitely not one of my favorites. It's okay. I've, I've been going back and trying to play through that again, but I mean, eh, like even if it's a solid game, even if you can convince me final fantasy 12 is a great game. Yeah, but compared to 7, 8, 9, 10, I mean, even the old ones, 6, Final Fantasy 1 is still one of my favorite Final Fantasies. Like, I would still rather play that than 12. So, eh, 13 was barely a game. Right. 15 15 was good, don't get me wrong. 15, I am thoroughly, I'm near the end of that game now, and and the only reason I haven't finished it is because I'm doing side stuff. I thoroughly enjoy 15. I don't know that it feels too much like Final Fantasy. It at least does have a lot of the trappings of a Final Fantasy. They're big on the music and the tributes and the chocobos and so on and so forth. But um, I don't know if I necessarily want turn-based combat the way that we were used to in the old games back. But I want something closer to it. Yeah, I see I'm not interested in Final Fantasy that's not turn-based. Like I I tried to like 15 and I I could not play that game. Like I absolutely could not play it. It it, it was like actively forcing myself to continue pushing buttons and I finally was just like I I can't. I don't care enough about the story or these characters. Like I am having a bad time doing this. I was like I would rather be working than doing this. <laughs> Um, there's and there's quite a few lulls in that game, which uh, the the side quests, repeated quests, are not interesting enough uh, yeah. to, to justify their existence at all, which is kind of upsetting. I so I have been playing Seven Remake. I started over because I have it on PC now, mm. um, and I'm getting lag issues that there's nothing that I can do about. There's very few even options to change settings at all. Right, because it's basically a console port. Yeah, and like, especially with the cutscene sequences, mm-hmm. uh, the performance is kind of not that great. Yeah. It's still a fun game. I still like the 7 remake. Um, I like what they did with it. I, I probably still just wanted something that looked just as nice and then still had the traditional Final Fantasy VII combat system. But I am by no no stretch of the imagination upset with the combat system that they have. It's been a really fun experience. Yeah, I know most people don't mind it. And like I don't think it's inherently bad either. I just I for me personally, I want my RPGs to be turn based. Or, like, a different style of game. Well, I think they have, like, a turn-based mode that they ended up putting into Final Fantasy VII. I mean, they did, but they, they don't want you to, to try use it. it. But I, I never tried it, so I don't know how it works. I, I feel like they built that game around their new combat system. And it, oh, yeah. it just seems like it's not intended to be played like the old one. 
And that's fine. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to play it. But I also didn't like Final Fantasy VII. So, that, and see, that's fair. Everyone just drools over how great Final Fantasy VII is. Look, I enjoyed Seven. Seven was the first one that I played. It's what introduced me to Final Fantasy. I played the shit out of that game several times. I'm enjoying the remake. It's not the best Final Fantasy, though. Yeah, I don't care what I, I don't care what anyone tells me. No, it's not. I, I'm I'm more likely to play the new Chrono Cross update. Oh, I do want to. I want to. I, I need um, to finish Trigger, and then I want to go play Cross. Yeah, like, I, it looks considerably better, but it's, like, literally the same game just made to work on modern equipment and Which look I, a little I, better. I wish people would understand that better. I realize some of it's hard with the PlayStation Air Attack, mm-hmm. um, because if you just upscale... Grand Theft Auto is a great example if you just upscale it, it looks like shit. And if you try to remake it, it looks like shit. And it's because those games look like shit. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, I don't know. I feel like the only way, like, I think the only way you're ever going to properly remake a game like San Andreas is to, to literally remake it. You have to literally remake it from the ground up. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not the biggest Grand Theft Auto fan. Same. But I fucking could care less about San Andreas. I don't. I don't know that I ever finished any single Grand Theft Auto game. I would say the one I probably got the closest to was Vice City, just because like the driving in that one and the music was enjoyable. Um, but I never cared for the storylines or characters in any of those games. Like they tended to always be unlikable characters in general. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. So I've played. Grand Theft Auto's 1 through 5. Don't get me wrong, I played 1 and 2 uh, very little because they suck really hard. Yeah, they're bad. Um, I played one of the Game Boy ports of one of those games. I I have played Vice City. Uh, they all suck. I'm sorry if you like Grand Theft Auto. They're all really terrible games. I've had fun playing all of those. I did the same things everyone else did, where like me and my friends would launch cars off of buildings and like spawn in grenade launchers and right. Like that's, that's the, the most cops. fun like, I had with those games too. Yeah. I've done that. I've, I've had those funds. Those are fun. Everyone's had those experiences. We can all agree. Those are great moments. Um, but actually playing through the game, trying to get through the end, doing the story and all that, I fucking hated all of them. Yeah. Except and they for... all have a ton of like chase missions, missions and like suck. defense it's... missions. And Yeah. It's not even that the game itself is bad. Like, they made them worse. Yeah. Like, they actively well, made their bad game more bad. But but, but the exception is 5. I loved Grand Theft Auto 5. The online was a good idea. They could have done a lot better. The fact that they kind of gave up on doing better is upsetting. I mean, they literally but, printed money with that game. <laughs> they still yeah. are. Yeah. Which is upsetting that people are paying them because online kind of sucks donkey dick. Yeah. Um, but the single player mode, oh, it's fucking fit. The story's great. I loved a lot a lot of the characters. Like I I wanted to get to the next story mission to see how things were gonna unfold. I did like all the side stuff. Like the world is great, the graphics were great, the music, the story, the characters. Final or not final Grand Theft Auto Five really was an amazing game. And it makes me solidly interested for six. And they have but officially I will, announced they're making six. 
I I won't lie that I this is the first time I've ever actually been excited about a Grand Theft Auto game because I've hated them all so far. I just yeah. have never gotten that far in them because I would try and I'd be like, God, this is awful. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I I never really cared for GTA like ever. It, it's I'll hear about it and I'm like, well, I'm gonna hear about that from everybody for the next five years. Yep. And that's about as far as my interest in that goes. It's kind of like all the new football season started. Now I have to listen to all these assholes talk about the game. Well, and Rockstar made their first big poo-poo in like several years. Because honestly, I don't even really hear about... Rockstar basically means Red Dead Redemption at this point. Yeah. I don't think people even really talk about Grand Theft Auto anymore. Like, I know it still brings in money, but but who cares? Right, the only um, people that talk about it are like the YouTube roleplay people that are people, upsetting. Yeah. Very upsetting. Yeah, and everyone cares about Red Dead, and then that's fair. I've never played that much of Red Dead, but the parts that I played of it, I was like, yeah, this is a good game. I've I've actively disliked every Red Dead that I've played. I've only played this one. I've played I all of them, and I have disliked all of them actively. See, I like what I did with my first character is I finally got out of the stupidly long tutorial section. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I saw a train. I was supposed to be heading into town or something and doing a mission, but there was this train. And I was like, I wonder if I can get on that train. And then I did. And then I wondered how far I could go in that train. And the answer is, I could get lost and forgot what I was doing. And then I stopped playing. So. Sounds like a good way to play that game to me. <laughs> but like, no, but it was good. I liked the mechanics. It seemed really in-depth, really evolved. I'd like to see more games like that from them. Westerns aren't really my thing, so I, I didn't really care too much about that in particular. I've had um, an intense dislike for the way that Rockstar games control, where it feels like there's like wind-up for every motion that you make. It's almost like your character is underwater to some degree. Um, and there's always like a wind-up for like, oh, he's going to take a step. Here it comes. And then he takes a step. <laughs> or like if you're running and you need to turn, the character can't like just turn. They have to like make a fucking like quarter mile half circle turn to start going the direction you're pushing well... them in. I feel like Rockstar knows that their core audience, though. And I think that's their core audience, though. Like, I Well, get... and good for them, but I don't want I anything don't like to do it. with it. <laughs> no, I, I understand. There are a lot of games. Like, Bailey wants to get a computer to play games with me, but she looks at some of the games that I play, and she was like, I would just never fucking play that. Like, she saw me playing Elite. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was doing, like, the... Uh, I had to make space in my ship, so I took the... the uh, manual autopilot thing off oh yeah. so I, I i had to i had to actually pilot my ship in there mm-hmm. and land it and she was looking she's like that's so much shit like i would never play this fucking game and i'm like i i live for this kind of shit yeah like i love the complexity that's why i love pc games because you can get all the complexity but like i get it uh it, it's like uh you, you you're you're used to playing games on that scale and then you go play another game that's made for essentially the kind babies. of people that that just well not even babies 
even the grown adults, it's made for the people that just got done yelling at the TV screen because a guy caught a ball. Like, yeah, those are the people that are. They're like, well, the game's over. I guess I'm gonna play some Grand Theft Auto and like shoot a hooker or something. Like that's that's the core audience. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and, like, uh, at some point now, they're like really like people are actually developing games for YouTubers and Twitch streamers now. You, yeah. Like you're getting games like Among Us and Fortnite and like they are actively making these games specifically so that they are streamable and so that people will, you know, like do dumb stuff. Um, I I actually like that to an extent. I mean, it's interesting, it's... but those games tend to be really bad. Yeah, like not, they're not really so much games as like a social experience anymore. No, I, I agree. Uh, so I've played plenty of Among Us. I used to stream it and streamed it with a lot of other people. And I'm not saying it's not fun for some people. And uh, I look, no, I don't want it. Don't get me wrong. I fucking hate that game. I, I despise Among Us, but like it was fun as a social experience. That's why it was so good for streaming. But I really hate it. It's like mixing mobile games in with actual video games. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't care what college student is listening to this. I'm, I'm never going to place mobile games and actual video games in the same category. No, thank you. You're not interested um, in Diablo Immortal when it comes out, sir? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Look, mobile games for me, I don't care if there are people that play them religiously. All I can see when I see mobile games is... How fun is this going to be to play while I'm taking a shit? See, for because me, I don't even want to play them then. <laughs> like, I realized I, I actually don't want any mobile games. Like, I, I I play Puzzle and Dragons on occasion, and that's about it. Like, I don't... Well, really I'm, not do saying that the, I'm not saying they're bad or whatever. Like, a lot of them are. But, <laughs> a lot of them are. But, like, I just don't want to play games on my phone. Like, I don't like, I don't like the touchscreen gameplay. But I... I like the idea of them being kept in a separate category, like mobile games. It's also kind of like kid games, which is also what I see mobile games as. Like, okay, yes, it's a video game. You know, Fall Guys is a video game. Among Us is a video game. But it's like putting it in the same... It's like putting Halo and Diablo 3 in the same category as, like, the Scooby-Doo Mysteries game for Xbox. Get the fuck out of here. It's not the same thing, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's fine. If we start seeing on uh, Steam, like, a separate category for, like, streamable, stream-based games, and the people that want to do that can just sit in their little fucking corner and enjoy the streamable shit, you know, I'm here for that. I don't care. Yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with it existing, but the level of like popularity that it's achieved, it's kind of like, you know, national sports like football and baseball to where you can't avoid it and it's irritating. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like when I'm going on Steam to look up stuff, uh, I don't want my front page to be plastered with fall guys because that's the popular thing at the moment. When I don't play that kind of game, like, I, you know what, I want the option to, like, we'll put this in the game of streamable games or stream-based games, and I actively don't want you to advertise those to me. Like, I don't want to see them. Well, and, like, 
the other end of that is like my kid goes to school and sees five other kids wearing Among Us t-shirts and they're all talking about it which barely qualifies as talking because they're kind of just saying Among Us a bunch and sus which every time I hear that I want to like hit someone in the face with a claw hammer for saying it <laughs> um like it is so infuriating to me but it comes back and it, all you hear is like oh i want this and it's like oh no so it, it's not even just like getting an advertisement for it. it it's more than that you know what i mean to be fair uh that's not I can see why it's irritating, don't get me wrong. But it's better that way, though, right? Like, I think when we were younger, people were like, I, I you know, I want to keep you away from certain kinds of things. All right, but all my friends at school were playing Mortal Kombat, so I definitely have played and have a knowledge of Mortal Kombat. These kids are playing irritating, like, rainbow unicorn throw-up crap. Like, you know what? This is not even I mean, violent. Like fucking, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that about like Among Us though, because it's kind of like a game that teaches kids how to be better liars. And like how to how to what's the word? Uh I can't think of the word. Like how to trick people. Um Yeah, but I I guess it's not even like it's not even just a shooter. It's like teaching something that could very easily translate into their daily lives to like That's maybe, manipulate. Maybe not, I, I, mean, I don't think with, it's happening a lot with our culture. All, I don't know if that's even the worst thing, to be honest. I mean, one of the biggest problems that we talked about this a long time ago um, that I had when I started looking for jobs was like job applications and resumes because everyone wants you to to lie about certain things or embellish things. And, like, for oh, me, yeah. it was just, I looked at it as being professional. And I'm just like, no, I'm just honest. Like, here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. Here's what I've done. And everyone's like, no, dude, lie. Yeah. Like, lie more. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but I don't. That's not what I was raised to do. Like, I, I don't know how to do the lying thing. They're like, yeah, but you, you have up. to look at it you as. You have to, you know? It, <laughs> like, it's literally like. The, you're you're playing the game wrong though is the problem like they built the game so that you have to use the game genie or you can't actually get in and play the real game like you you need the cheat codes because that's actually how you launch the game it's like the secret game yeah it's like frog fractions you have to get through like the beginner part to get to the real game well, it's like it's like the same as office work is a lot of it. Like, yeah, sometimes there's work and then other times you have to you just have to make other people believe that you're working. It's more about the perception that you're getting things done rather than getting anything done. Like, I mean, that's, that's... what our, that's what our society's become at this point. If you know how to, like, bullshit a group of people who actually know you intimately, that's maybe not actually the worst skill to teach a child at this point. Right, but I mean, like, with their friends. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, still, I guess. But yeah, you're right. I mean, like, the majority of the people I work with sit there and pretend to work. Like, they will. Not, 
they will have their cell phone in front of them seven out of eight hours of the time they are there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm happy about it. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm saying there are potential benefits to it, whether we like it or not. Oh, sure. I mean, that's anything, but I don't know. I just, I don't see a lot of redeeming qualities in like some of these games. And then to have them like thrown in my face nonstop is just like frustrating. Oh, it's okay. One of the moments I knew that I found somebody for me that was an absolute winner. (laughs) When I, when I found out we, me and Bailey both played video games and we were looking through different games we could play together on PlayStation. She goes to the PlayStation store and the first thing that pops up is a giant Fortnite ad. Mm -hmm. And she turns and looks me straight in the face and says, if you ever so much as even install this on your computer or the PlayStation, I will leave you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a winner right there. That's how you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, that, game is a real travesty Uh, all right well i think we should wrap things up i know we got dinner stuff to do here and the kids are getting antsy and running around screaming there was uh there was one other game i wanted to throw out there that i've been playing lately a lot of actually uh which was back for blood oh yeah, yeah yeah Uh, I've, I've played all the way through, through the story. I'm almost through it a second time with Bailey and then the DLC for it just came out. So I'll, I'll talk more about it once I get to go through the DLC stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't care what anyone says. Yes, it is basically left for dead. Go back and play left for dead. I mean, that was the point. They're dated and they suck dick. If you wanted what you thought was the left for dead or uh, left for dead experience you had before playback for blood it is that plus more i'm having a ton of fun with it they have a a progression system that makes me want to replay levels and grind stuff out and do challenges and there's secrets nice um yeah i liked what i played of that game i if you want to play more of that game please let me know because that game is a lot of fun and like any game where you have to rely on random people on the internet it's always much more fun if i actually know who the other person is and can talk to them yeah that's one of those games i i will not play unless i play with friends and that's that's probably like one of less than five games like that i've ever played i i play solo a lot because you basically have to play it online for the most part i think you can do a private run but um you just play online and then maybe every now and then somebody will like join and take over one of the ai characters and if they leave it just replaces them with the ai character yeah my only problem is that the ai is not great (laughs) yeah well that's what i'm saying is like those games are more fun when you can like set goofy fun shit up whatever here's here's you're right but here's the problem the ai is not great but more often than not the AI gets replaced with someone who is somehow even worse than the AI. And that's, mm. yeah, that's that the does problem. Happen. But I also run into several times where people who are much better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found that there are a lot of people that aren't sore losers. Like we, I, I had to join up with a couple of people. I joined in a game where they were trying to do the final boss, mm-hmm. which is where I was at. 
And uh, we lost like three times and we all stayed as a team because we were determined as a group that we were going to fucking beat the final boss. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Usually in most games, if you even start to lose, people just drop out. Right. If it looks so. slightly <laughs> bad, they quit. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. First so. inning of a, of a football ge- or of a baseball game. They're like, well, we're down by one. Guess we'll call it a day, boys. I feel like it's so easy to die and come back and just restart the level and all that, that people will just jump in and take over an AI character with like two health and a mostly empty clip and a shitty gun. And it's just like, eh, fuck it. Worst I'm going to do is die. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yep. So, no, let's be fun. We should, we should play some of that. And I, I got new world. So uh, let me know when you have some time. Cause I'll definitely play some more of that too. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll do some of that this weekend for sure. Uh, well, it'll, it'll, well, maybe Sunday night. I don't know. I'm going to be gone most of the weekend, but uh, okay. yeah. Well, let me know when you want to play. Will do. All right, man. We'll have a good time and um, happy Easter, everybody. And we'll uh, talk to you soon. Later. Bye.